Gary Vanyarchuk, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having a sense of humor. <laughs> I appreciate it. I was just giving this water. I imagine this would be the last thing I drink. <laughs> uh, this, <laughs> this might be the end, this but that's it. okay. This is it. I die in a room with toys. Um, thank you for, for laughing and like... Why don't you get mad when people make fun of you? Other people get very viciously angry, <laughs> but you kind of have fun with it. Because um, you're this big character. Yep. You say a lot of stuff. I do. Some of it's very funny. Thank you. And then, you know, some people, because as a comedian, our job is to, we make fun of ourselves. Correct. We make fun of everyone. We make fun of other comedians. Joe yes. Rogan's one of my best friends. We make fun of him. And we do a dumb imitation of him that doesn't sound like him. It's a high-pitched voice. <laughs> what do you mean, man? It's such a stupid... But he never gets mad. And you don't seem to really get upset. I think, um, first of all, to be very frank, I'm flattered that... Yeah. I'm flattered that, well, like, yeah. that like I'm even known enough that somebody would make jokes. Yeah. I think growing up in Jersey in the 80s and 90s right. is probably a big part of it. I mean, I don't even recall living a life where the majority of your friends are not making fun of you 24-7, 365 in that East Coast 80s, 90s life. Um, I, I also love comedy. Like, I genuinely view it as flattering, interesting. You know, I, I sometimes even learn from it. You're like, oh, it's interesting. Like people are, that's what they're picking up on or like they're exaggerating that. And especially to your point, when you're a big personality and you're exaggerated, when somebody then takes the exaggerated part of you already being exaggerated, it tends to be really funny. Plus, I've always thought that comedians were incredibly smart. Yeah. Like I just always grew up very much believing that. Like Richard Pryor was a big factor. I actually think my keynote career is very wrestling promo stand-up comic dna to begin with so i think there's a level of and honestly to be even like really to the point anybody who can't laugh at themselves is fucked yeah like genuinely actually fucked it means they're deeply insecure and like unhappy and luckily the dna draw did not give me that and so i'm cool with it well no and and we as comedians it's always cool when somebody doesn't have you killed or <laughs> right. I mean, you have a good amount of money and you have it's, connections. That's right. You know what I mean? Like yes. doesn't have a car uh, explode. <laughs> or, that's nice. There's nothing wrong. You know, we love that. Elon Musk buying Twitter. Big mistake. Probably not. You know, it's, it's one of the most important platforms in the world. And, you know, very quickly, I think he wants to turn it into something viable uh, the product, you know, I've been on it for a long time. I was there super early. And I mean, from 2007 to today, it hasn't really evolved a whole lot. You know, obviously the guy's innovated his whole career. And so, you know, my spidey senses say that he'll find pay dirt. I have always thought that Twitter could be a major, you know, challenger to Netflix and Amazon Prime. Like the world goes there when things are going on. I've always thought that it was a platform that could have a subscription business. He showed that immediately. He's probably figuring out what the blue check thing means now, but like I've always thought of it as an OTT competitor over the top, like a streaming service. Yeah. I just always thought there was much more that could be done with Twitter and I, so I I'm I don't think he'll lose on this one. Do you think there's an issue with him being such a big personality, is there a chance he gets in his own way a little bit? Because he seems to like the spotlight. He seems to crave the spotlight. 
And when you're running a company like that, is that a potential negative? I think if you're not operationally capable and you're just sizzle and not steak, it can be a negative. Right. The guys run and built real companies. Right. So I think less likely. Okay. You know, there's a lot of people who are just sizzle and they just, you know, let's bring it back to comedy. Yeah. You and your buddies know there's people you've come up the game with that actually potentially were funnier, had more raw talent, right? For sure. But you knew that they weren't willing to put in the work, whether they didn't write or they didn't, they didn't put in the fucking work. Yeah. Right? They didn't do enough mics. They didn't write enough. Whatever, you know, you know this world better than I do, but I, I'm dangerous yeah. enough to keep an eye from afar. Yeah. And they haven't won. And I think that's similar to the way I think about entrepreneurship. Like, if you can't actually operate, if you don't put in the work, if you're not that person, the the sizzle, what you're referring to, will fuck it up. You'll get found out. Everyone gets exposed in the end. Right. Now, I'm still a believer in FTX. Uh, <laughs> I, I am. And Sam Beckman fried I think, is a genius. I'm undeterred by the new spate of news. Uh, and, and I just want a commitment from you that you're still a believer because so many people are jumping shit now, whereas I say to myself, like, isn't this time to really show him our support? Like, let him know that, like, what he's doing is good. Like... <laughs> He's giving Bill Clinton money and like these are people that need money, right? Yes. The Democrats and stuff. Yes. So it's just a good, I think it's a good thing what he's done. How do we help him? That's my question. Like, how could we help him? Do we get him to Dubai? Do we get him on a jet? I what mean, does this say about the larger crypto thing? Is it over? No, because I mean, you know, nobody I know that actually is educated in crypto kept their money in an exchange because that's not decentralized. But what about Giselle Bunchen? Well, that's not someone who I would deem as somebody who's deep crypto, right? right? You know, and I think I think some of these step backwards during this era are gonna be similar to when pets.com and all that stuff happened in the internet back in 2001. Like people were just confused and they get hyped and overexcited about dumb shit. You know, look, fraud is hard to see at times, but you know, centralized you know, exchanges are a dangerous game. You're keeping your money in an unregulated industries platform that Sam was able to do the things that one would fear in that scenario. And so I think crypto is such a big technology, but unfortunately greed and short-term thinking and all that always clouds new technologies. It's always the same shit. Yeah, it seems to be that he was able to win over so many well, money does that. Fans, right? Money does and that. And he was called a visionary. Is it dangerous when you have somebody, when you have a, a situation where it's, it, the crypto in general is not really that well understood by the Correct. general public. Correct. Right? That's right. So when you have a small amount of people that really understand the ins and outs of this, is it just more of a uh, you know potential for this type of thing? Well, not really because- you know, the, the reality is it's the people that know it aren't necessarily even excited about the kind of things that are being built that are screwing things up. Like the hardcore technologists actually just want it to all be decentralized. That's why Bitcoin has such enthusiasm around it. The NFT thing is really misunderstood because it's about the smart contracts and the technology there, but it got all going on the collectability, right? And so I don't think it's about... Sp- a small group knowing because it wasn't Sam's knowledge 
of blockchain that created this vulnerability. It was the lack of knowledge of people leaving their money in there. And like anything else, when people are, anytime there's something that's too good to be true, when everyone's trying to make a fast buck, this is what happens and you made the right call. This is so similar to the web in 95, six, seven, eight. Yeah. The difference was people weren't throwing around money and investing in things back then. Yeah. They did in Walt, they did on the public stocks like the pets.com and things of that nature, but that was a small group. Today, everybody, all these youngsters, yeah. they all think they're investors. Yeah. And they're throwing around money like crazy. So you're a long-term believer in crypto. You're I'm a- unfazed by any of the uh, you know, obviously the dips or like if, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm personally most bullish on NFTs, right? Because I think that that's like iPhone app, website, social media when accounts, long term. I was taught. I went to Art Basel last year. Okay, and all of the everybody was talking about NFTs. Yes, or it might have been two years ago. I, I forget. It was probably what, last year. It was okay, out of control okay, last year. That's probably I, it was yeah. last year. It was last year. You had like marshmallow at your party. No. Okay. So the, but you, I wish I did. There was some. <laughs> there was some. Some party where somebody who knew you let me in. So got it. I appreciate that. <laughs> One of your employees, I think. Um, oh, and shit, every, actually, I think that we did have. Yeah, did you had marshmallow. Have marshmallow? You I got COVID and left early and didn't get to see him. Now, you were right to me. Yeah, he was good. He was great. He is um, Everybody was talking about NFTs. Yes. You have always been honest. To your credit, saying ninety percent of these 99. things, ninety nine, thank you, are going away. Going these to zero. Projects are going to zero. That's right. Is it a little insane when do those two statements are they able to live together? Like, of course, that was ninety nine percent of this is going away, and yet everybody get excited about it because it's awesome. Yes. Okay. Because it was because it's the complete replica of the internet. You know, most of the people forget what internet hysteria 9678 looked like. Yeah, I was 10. You were 10. What what did it look like? It looked like the following. The internet is going to change everything and everything's going to be on the internet in 24 months. And meanwhile, there wasn't like a person I knew over 40 that even knew how to get on the internet (laughs) yet. Right, right. That's why I get scared about the metaverse and VR. Like the the excitement is right, but it always takes 15 years. And yes, do I think 1% is gonna be special? Of course I do. Because Amazon was sitting there in 1999 for $4 a share or whatever, and that was a really good idea. If you you put 1,000 into Amazon, it's like a million today. It like worked out. The problem was people get too greedy too fast. And so, yeah, it was pretty easy for me to be like, hey, this NFT thing's pretty awesome, comma, 99% of what's out right now is going to zero, don't, invest money that you can't afford to lose. The problem is nobody heard the second part. Right. Because you had a buddy who bought a fucking NFT that had a snail with like a cigar up its ass and he's like, I bought this for 80 bucks. It's now worth 44,000. And like everyone's like, what the fuck? Isn't that a statement of our economy? Yes. That a snail with a cigar up his ass. That's right. Would sell for like, imagine telling a, a, getting a guy out of the mines and the coal mines in Pennsylvania. Yes. And showing him, yes, it, it, it does because I, I was in subprime mortgages, and and there are people that have negative thoughts about them. Yes. I think they were beautiful instruments, but <laughs> a lot of people have negative. They say negative things about them, whatever. But I don't think you. I think people with that money should be given it sometimes. So the reality is, I don't have a problem with like these types of speculative things where people are like, "Hey, I'm taking a chance. Let's see if this works." Um, but you were also a deep believer, and and this you may be proven right. I don't I don't know if we know 
in the art behind some of this stuff? Uh, no, for me, it's it's a couple things. Yeah. I do believe that there will be a Jackson Pollock and an Andy Warhol of this generation. I believe when you and I over beer watch this clip yeah. in 22 years, yeah. that whether it's X copy or Beeple or somebody, Amber Victoria, I don't know who, but will there be three to four people that put out stuff during this era that in 25 years people collect like vigorously? Yeah. Yes, I believe that to be true. That's 0.01% of all the artists. Right. My bigger thing was I felt what really got me hyped was it reminded me of after school 80s cartoons. If you think about 80s after school cartoons, Transformers, G.I. Joe, My Little Pony, right? Yes. All the Care Bears, all these Ghostbusters. All these IPs were built. Right. And it's very clear to me that during this era, five, seven, eight G.I. Joe Transformer My Little Ponies will happen because you have real people that are real creative that are building intellectual properties and some of them will survive this carnage. Right. And I believe that those will be the important art, collectible, cartoons, video games, now, hoodies. Now, V-Friends is your line of- Yes. Yes, of all the yes. different. And are, are you, you're this a- This is the proactive Yeah, piranha. show me this, please. Yeah. So this it is the like proactive gotta, piranha. That's right. So now this is a piranha who believes in hustle culture. Well, I don't know about that. Well, he's he's proactive. Why, why is why is proactive hustle culture? Well, he's hustling. No, he's being proactive. Well, that's a form of hustling. Well, it all depends on how you want to use but the word this hustle. Is a, this is a piranha, and this are is you just, against being proactive? Because no. I would argue you're one of the more proactive people I have actually watched navigate Earth. I well, that's completely. I mean, you've seen a lot of people navigate I have, Earth that are a lot more proactive than me. You're very proactive. I try to be as proactive as you're possible. proactive, brother. I try to be proactive, which you're is proactive, why, and I kind of look like <laughs> I don't want to sue you, but this is there is a, <laughs> a similarity to this. Now this this piranha is he is he to teach children about NFTs? Like no, what is man. he like? <laughs> like is part of your here's the way I see the V friends. Yes. You know how everyone's going nuts about the trans teachers like grooming the getting the kids okay, to yes. be trans? I see V friends <laughs> as your way to groom kids into being entrepreneurs. And start robbing their uh, families. Why would I rob their well, families? Rob their, you know what I mean. Just kids start talking about NFTs at the dinner table. <laughs> like I feel like this is a way to get into kids' heads, and they start talking about blockchain at lunch at school. Hey, on your downtime, would you like to join yeah. our strategy team? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, but well, I think yeah. for me, you know, I think that in a lot of stuff you talk about in a world of red and blue, right? Yes. I think all the answers are purple. Right. Really, I think it's insane what everyone's doing. And so for me, V Friends is kind of like a world that I want to create that really educates people to play a little bit more in the middle, which is like proactiveness fucking matters. Accountable ant, not on the shelf. Talk about a character I want to build. This is an ant who's got fucking accountable for nope. saying nope. something nope. wrong. Nope. nope. And needs to nope. be taught. No, this is an ant okay. that understands that almost everybody's upset because right. they want to blame somebody besides themselves. So these are characters that all have like, there's a message. Yes. There's like accountable ant, there's pro, so everyone has a thing about them. Yep. And is this targeted at, do you think kids learn I'm this gonna stuff? I'm gonna build it over the next 50 years, kind of yeah. like Marvel. There'll be the stuff that's young. Right. But then just like, you know, older movies. Yeah. Um, these characters will be developed to go the gamut from one to 99. Okay. And it, right now I'm skewing towards a younger play, you know, cartoons and toys and yeah. video games and 
And so that's where my focus is right now. When people criticize a lot of whatever you want to say, marketing gurus, people yes. that are telling people like, hustle, figure it out, grind, build your own thing, which of course is benefits to all of that, right? But then there are these, this vast chasm of inequality, of right? This vast chasm of wealth between people that are at the top and the people that are at the bottom. And it seems increasingly unsustainable uh, that we have this massive chasm, right? Is it, you mean in society, not in yeah, marketing, seems, right? We're going to probably live to see trillionaires, right? Right. Guys who have a trillion dollars. Yes. And then we have large swaths of the country that are somewhat ungovernable. I yes. mean, they're just, people can't get clean water. It's, it's tough. How does that all, in, in the way you look at the world, how do you think the ethos of what you kind of preach fits into a society where more and more people have less and less and more and more people are being, I guess, disenfranchised economically. They're unable to um, participate in society in a, in, a, in a way that you would like them to. Yeah, I mean, I think this is why I love purple versus red and blue. Yeah. You know, I'm a true entrepreneur. Right. I was born in communism. Right. Like, actually. Right. So, you know, I think that I struggle with trying to suppress merit. Agreed. That's just doesn't feel like the human spirit. Agreed. On the flip side, the thought of people who make hundreds of millions of dollars a year not paying taxes or trying to contribute feels off as well. Right. So for me, like I'm a big fan of the middle. Like I right. really, really believe in that shit. So yeah. as far as my message, the, I, the, the concept of like, hey, here are things that I see that might help you potentially feels incredibly good. Right. I, you know, I don't think what I talk about works for everyone. I think everyone has different DNA. Like I just share the things that I observe that I'm excited about with the hope that it provides value as far as kind of like, just the, it's a good feeling to get messages or interactions with people that have benefited from the positivity. Right. I, I, you know, I talk to a lot of my friends who are entrepreneurs and capitalists who I always feel like the world, if you're gonna want merit, let's have merit. And I feel like when people get into their 70s, 80s, and 90s, and they don't wanna fight in the jungle anymore, and they decide to use their money to pay off politicians to keep their money, yeah, that's kind of loser fucking entrepreneurship. It just seems like the system's so easy to game. Because I, I agree. agree with you about merit. I agree. I agree so much about merit. But then you look at the FTX stuff, and you go, man, the system seems very, very, you know, easily gamed. Well, that's been, you know, the and problem it, with the FTX yeah. thing is like Bernie Madoff did it when oh, he's yeah. on the SEC. Like, when he's, like, yeah. like it happens all, it's happened for, humans right. are flawed, brother. Yeah. Like it's part no, of the fucking, yeah, you know, it's true. like, it's yeah. fucking part of the game of life. Like yeah. it is what it is. It sucks. Like who, like fuck ripping people off. There's people killing people this second. As you and I sit here yeah. with a fucking piranha. There are people killing, killing other people. people. Humans and are for no money. It's a waste. It's for there's no money. People doing it for free. That's right. And and right that and that's a bigger problem is that there's no even well, benefit the, financially. I mean, if you really want to get into like the, the fucking real fucked up of the are you Ukrainian? Of, I'm Belarusian. I was born in Belarus. What's your read on this? 
Fuck. I mean, I mean, just quickly. I know it's hard. My but read on this is if like, you could, is there a, is there a, is there an animal that'll explain the Ukraine war yeah, behind good. there? This is the rational rattlesnake. Oh, okay, okay. Everything is that's that really go- rational yeah. rattlesnake. Everything that's okay. going on in Ukraine okay. is and so Russia is, is not rational. It's not rational. Not rational. We've got it is not that rattlesnake. So, but this guy, he's the one who goes. Maybe he's we gonna, should I'm negotiate. Gonna, that's right. I'm going to send a rational rattlesnake yes. to talk to Putin. He goes because we can't totally isolate. He's Putin. He's got all the nukes. Putin. Right. You know, like right. He's got all the nukes, but. And, and Zelensky seems like he's doing a good job. And by the he, way, as we're filming this, a, by the way, as we're fucking taping yes. this, a fucking missile hit Poland. I know, but <laughs> here's the way we all feel about Poland. This may be good for Poland. Or would you stop? Poland has nothing going on, Gary. You know this better than anyone. This is a great rebrand opportunity for Poland. You Let's think so? Be on it. We're it's gonna, huge. You feel things towards Poland? Here's the thing with Poland. Poland's now the country that got like hit with a missile by mistake. Right. It's time. It's a rebrand. They can go in. They can march into it, own it. Otherwise, we didn't really think about Poland. <laughs> so this is kind of what we have to do. It's like, it's branding, right? You've said it. So, I mean. So, so look, I think, I think the reality is, is that there's so much always going on. Yeah. And... Right now, there's a lot going on. Right. And this is actually why I admire what you do for a living. Thank you. I believe that people need two core things when shit is really fucking tense. Yes. One, true escapism. Yes. And I think that's what you provide. Yes. I think when people go- I hope. No, really, you really do. Yeah. Like, you're really good at it. Yeah. And fucking laughing on some real shit is something way more people need to do. I agree 100%. Uh, it would really help a lot of people. There's yes. a fuck go, go, going on. Then number two, it's the things that I'm passionate about, which is like just kind of jumping on what can I do about it? Right. You know, like like if you were just like, I can't do shit, everything's fucked. Do you know how sad you get? How fast? 100%. And, it, and I'm not saying that we should do that. It just- By the a, way, on the record, yeah. my number one topic for the last 25 years amongst my small group of friends is that the separation of wealth is the number one reason good places go to the ground? Yeah, and I'm completely. Well, there's a to lot of stuff directly. where people like people go, "Hey, um, I want to hustle. I want to do all these things. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do all these things." But like, my mother has cancer. Yes, she does not have health care. That's real life. She's been working at a job for however long, and it, she's still unable to pay for her medication. Yes, these are real things and then, the question becomes yeah. in that scenario yeah. besides voting yes what does ronnie or sally in that scenario do interesting right like to me right. i'm with like to me systematic issues yes we could spend the rest of your fucking podcast to you and i fucking die right. talking, talking about that but then in their life they should they could do something i i mean here's here of course right there are people who have remarkably challenging circumstances that accomplish things yeah. The end. Right. I mean, there. Right. I mean, I, no, I agree. Both, both my pa- both my parents lost a parent at five and sixteen. That happened. That was real. Right. right. They lived in the USSR. My right. mom lost her mom when at five. When did you come here? Nineteen seventy-eight. So you were born in the USSR. I was born in the USSR. That's such a great hook. <laughs> you like? Isn't that? it a great hook to have? Because you, you can really, when you say you're born in communism, you really, it really is true. Well, you should see the combos me and my parents have when everyone's like, America's going socialist. My father and his broken, yeah. you know, his, his accent's yeah. like these fucking stupid Americans, if they right. understood what the fuck that actually yeah. was. Right. And so, like, yeah, it gives you perspective. It yeah. also, when you grow up in a Russian household, like, 
when I would like break my arm, my mom would like, you remember that old Chris Rock joke that Robitussin like rubbed yes, the top? Yes. Like I lived that life. Yeah. It was like, mom, I'm sick. She's like, go to sleep. I was like, what the yeah. fuck is medicine? When right, I was like, right. went to college and my friends were like, yeah. take some Tylenol. I'm like, yeah. what is this incredible yeah. superpower? She you know, was, like she was tough. It was just different. It and was. so like, so it makes you like appreciate everything. Right. Do you think social media engagement is down? Social media engagement is down. It's that's what all the articles are saying. <laughs> it's are, is am I, am I wrong? I think social media engagement on certain platforms is potentially well, down. But sure. go ahead. There are all these articles, a spate of articles coming out. Yes, this Atlantic. is why this is why we're sitting here together. Yes, you yes, texted me and said, yes. "Hey, this." Well, that's and right. I said, "Brother, I'm actually going to cancel my Tuesday night. Yeah. Let's fucking no, hang." I, I I was I, like, "Bring your camouflage." I want to get your <laughs> yeah. I'm in, I'm in my camo. This is. I want to get your read on this. Go ahead. There are people out there making persuasive, compelling arguments that the your beloved social media, my beloved, your social beloved social media, people are sick of. Yes, they're sick of it. Yes, they realized how toxic it is. Yes, they're going to go back to their regular lives, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> they're going to unplug from this thing. Called That's good. The, and then the the internet is not going to be the sole driver of culture in our our lives anymore. What is going to be Netflix? I don't know. The, your podcast? I don't know. I, I hope mean. both of those things. <laughs> I'm in deals with both. But the, the, the reality is you, will you allow this to happen? <laughs> <laughs> will you let this happen? Will you let people- You want to hear something insane? Will you let people leave you the hear something insane? and just kiss their kids and be happy? Do you know how pumped I would be if social disappeared? I mean, that seems crazy to hear. Why? I fucking built on email before that right. or like the- yeah. like. I only care about where the attention is. Right. And I'll follow that. Right. So like to me, if Facebook and Twitter and Snap and TikTok all went, you know, yeah. people like TikTok might be banned. The whole company's texting me like, what the fuck? I'm like, good. Right. Like it's completely irrelevant. Right. All I care about is trying to understand where people are paying attention. And then I try to create value in that channel, whether that's a fucking book or if I have to go outside and fucking yeah. talk on a corner, yeah. I'm interested. When you look at social media and you see yes. that it is quite toxic, well, that's because people are toxic. Well, of course they are. Well, what but you, social media also allows them to be toxic well, to what do you massive want? amounts of people. Well, you want to regulate it? I'm not saying regulate it. I'm just what, saying what you like? people seem to be kind of detaching. Well, no, yes, I totally agree. That's good. That is good. I love the merit of the market. Okay. If it's not bringing you value, what the fuck are you doing? People come up to me all the time, like literally at the airport, like, Gary, Instagram. I'm like, like <laughs> Instagram is- yeah, What's going on with Instagram? I'm like- it's just people drinking drinks out of hot dogs and it's it's sick. But don't you understand this is kind of a portal to hell we've all opened here? Well, a little bit. I don't it's think a little so. bit of a portal to hell. I think I'm hell. moonwalking to heaven because of it. Well, that's a great way to say you're going to hell is moonwalking to heaven. Is that true? That's what someone would say if they were going to hell. You'd say Man, you're going to hell. Up hell if I end up in hell, I'm going to be like, motherfucking TD. If he you end fucking send me here. You will colonize it quickly. I, I will don't dominate think hell. We'll have any, you I'll will dominate, dominate hell. hell. You would dominate how I'll get everybody happy and yeah, be like, come on, this true. is not, let's what, be good. So what is the main focus of when you look at these people saying that the internet's people are kind of getting, you know, take stepping back. It, it means nothing to you. In fact, you like it. You think this is a good thing. I think these are articles being right. written based on the, the article that you're probably referring to is like, oh, it's more about TikTok and YouTube and like Netflix. It's more about entertainment. And I'm like, who's providing the entertainment? Right. It's humans. Yeah. Like, I, I love this concept yeah. that like nothing, look, any ideology one has yeah. 
dangerous no matter right. where it is. Right. You just have to base it on what people are actually doing. Does does the internet- I'm gonna tell you, let me yes. just finish this yes, tra- for sure. People are not using this shit less. Right. But if they are, cool. If there's a fat girl on Instagram who eats a different sausage every day, yes. does she deserve to be famous? Do you know of what course. I mean? Of course. Anybody see, deserves... Is, but Gary, don't you see why some people think that's crazy? I think it's crazy that you and I are famous. I don't even know if we are, but You're you are. You're very famous. You are. You Can are you very... Brother, it? what are you talking... You have the animals after you. you I don't have, have the... You go to fucking Australia and fill out fucking arenas. That's... Well, the people in Australia have been very kind and good. Okay. Too. They're very, very, very nice people. Yes. Yes. I've said horrible things I, about them, I, but they've been I nice. actually think that there is no fame. It's been commoditized and everybody's got some sort of audience. Right. And I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that Sean can do what he does with comedy on people. That, that Who is Dustin, Sean? What does Sean do? Sean is going to be as big as you in three years. That's I, Listen, he should be bigger than me now. But what does he do just out of curiosity? He works at 1.37 p.m., which is a media platform okay. that I own here in my VaynerX world. Okay. But he, really, he's a future comedic superstar. Wow. I really think he's very talented. I really do think he's extremely talented. God bless. Good luck. Like, Thank you. And I think you, if you dug in, would like actually believe that's true. I I, I feel like he's part it. of the crew that you came up with. Like you would see it. Anyway, nonetheless. Met? Have we met or not? I saw you at Skankfest very briefly, but we did not. Oh, you went to Skankfest? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so he's plugged oh, he's in. He's plugged in. He's plugged in. Like, uh, like All right. I, by the way, I Skankfest just plugged in. I just said that strictly selfish yeah. so I could cut it in four years and right. be like, I predicted this kid was right, gonna be a student. Right. That was all selfish. How much of what you do do you are you doing knowing that it's all of it. There's something. Are they? T- what are they doing? Yeah, t- tests. Pro- all okay. of it, because yeah. uh yeah. If you're listening right now, the building is doing That's a okay. test. That's, That's good. Just, it's we yeah. authentic. Yeah. Um, everything. I am petrified to be wrong. Right. So everything I say publicly, I'd like to be right about. Sam Bankman-Fried calls you. What do you tell him? What's your advice to a guy at this point in his life? He's a young guy. I have fought. Believe it or not, you'll appreciate this. I have followed this so little. It is very seemingly that he's in Fraudsville. And I right. think what he needs to do is like really go through like some help to understand how he got into this place. Into Fraudsville. Yeah. So we, he's got to maybe get some therapy to get into Fraudsville. I think so. Better help. Online therapy will do it. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure. So your company, because there's people out there that don't understand what you do. Right. That's they, my favorite. No, it's true. They go, wait, we, he's there, he's everywhere, but we don't understand what he does. Have you watched the show Mad Men? Yes. That's what I do for a living. So I own you, a very large- you're the version of the advertising giants that <laughs> you're helping companies connect with people on social media. Yeah, also- So soon, you I could mean, help we, my we, social media get better. Not yours. Because I'm not big enough, but some- No, no. You, but like Yes, a, correct, not people. Right, but, but a company. Your, yes, companies. It's Cold Stone Creamery. I would love to. Could come to you yes. and say, we need more fat, sad people to come into our establishments that we put why in does strip malls. To, why, why does it have to be fat and sad? Because that's where you build your market, Gary. You, no. There's, there's kids and families that every now and then after Little League game, but you build your market for Cold Stone <laughs> on a guy who's had enough, who comes in and just wants- Do you like Cold Stone? Like, it, it's not bad. <laughs> it's good, right? It's not bad. <laughs> I've been fat and sad. And I'm telling you, there, there are markets that are built on, on the backs of, of sad people that are doing the wrong thing. There's nothing wrong with that. I understand. Yeah, so you have to connect with everybody, you know? That's so right. but those so companies are for you. It's not people. Correct. Okay, interesting. All and right. so for me, these companies waste so much money on traditional TV commercials, banner ads on websites. It's actually scary how 
poorly the Fortune 500 ecosystem spends their marketing dollars. And so we came 13 years ago and have really built a large 2,000 person global company that I'm really proud of and I really enjoy operating. Who are the most interesting entrepreneurs that you've seen up close that you've worked with that you think are, I don't know how many of them you can say or not, that you look at and they embody the values of somebody who can really, uh, you know, innovate and change the world. Like who are the people that I'm a you big fan. I'm a big fan of Evan Williams. He was Jack Dorsey's partner at Twitter. Okay. He did um, blogger. Remember okay. blogger I back remember in the blogger and back he, in the day. And then he did audio, which was a podcast thing that kind of got crushed because Apple came out with right. It's iTunes. And then he did Twitter with Jack and he was instrumental. He was the first CEO, I believe. I've always thought, you what know. What do you think of Jack? I don't know Jack super well. Right. But he, like he really invented the concept of yeah. Twitter. Right. And I loved that he was running What's Twitter. What's the as, outfits where he dresses like a shaman? He's cool. Yeah. No, that's disturbing. Oh, but, it's disturbing? Well, okay. it's a little off-putting. It's, But I get it. It's cool for a minute, but then it gets odd. But But these guys are interesting. They're unique, eccentric people. Evan is super not. Okay. I think what Evan is is just very in tune with consumers. Gotcha. I really like people that really Sarah Blakely with Spanx. Okay. If you really look at how she built that brand, right. Very in tune with cons like what I get excited about yeah. is when people really have a good sense of what the masses want. Okay. I'm intrigued by that. Like yeah. truly being like, hey, this is missing, or this would be awesome if it existed. Right. And it doesn't have to be something as profound as like what Elon and like and Jack and all, like it, it could be literally Spanx. It could literally right. be like you know like like who thought of like bottled water? Like like yeah. I actually think that's interesting. It would have been a ridiculous concept. Right. It was fucking free. Somebody's like, no, people will actually want this this way. I'm always fascinated by that. Are you fascinated by this? And I'm sure you are about like you know you look at Casamigos tequila with George yes. Clooney. Look at the, what the Kardashians. Have yes. Done all this influencer capital, right? Celebrity yes. capital, where it's like their value is in their audience, their name, things yeah. like that. That's a very interesting, they're partnering with You these, know, it's funny. Yeah. I also grew up in the liquor industry. My dad had yeah. a liquor store. And what I will tell you is what people don't know about Ryan Reynolds' gin right. or The Rocks or Clooney's tequila is what they've, a lot of these celebrities have done well is they've actually made really good products. So what used to happen in especially alcohol is like the Rolling Stones would like give their name to a wine. It would be like bulk bullshit wine and it was like a novelty gift. Somewhere around 20 years ago, people started getting serious and making like actual good stuff. Right. So now what I think is fascinating about that whole genre is they're not mailing it in on the product and I think it's a preview of what you're gonna see more and more, which is like, it's not a private label that just puts a celebrity on it, which was the whole move of the 80s right. and 90s. People are trying to build actual things. And I do think people like Mr. Beast and others are gonna build multi-billion dollar companies. You, you, so you, Mr. Beast seems to be like the guy. He's doing a really good job. Yeah, it's amazing I mean, he's stuff. also like, you know, like he goes more into your world where like, yeah. when I think about you, when I think about like, there's people that have craft. Yeah. His videos on YouTube is craft. Brilliant. Like my craft is just the words and ideas that come yeah. out of my mouth but it's not the production and like like he is craft yeah and you know the beast burger thing has been yeah. huge the chocolate thing's been huge he's a young dude he understands like giving a shit about your audience playing the long yeah. game he's been patient companies that go through challenging periods can yes. they come back the weinstein company 
How does the Weinstein Company, because let's be honest, they made great movies. Yes. And they had some problems. Yes. How does the (laughs) Weinstein Company come back? Vanier Media, you're there. You take them on as a client. You sit them in one of these beautiful conference rooms. How do you get them back? Make great movies. That's right. So just you go back to basics. You go back to basics. And you just ignore well, Ignore I mean, the people I mean, that are going to say nasty look, I, things. I think I think things evolved, right? Like right. Adidas and BMW were Nazi-driven companies. Do you say to Skechers, do a Nazi shoe with Kanye? No, I don't. Don't. don't, don't no, I'm against that. Because at the end of the day, do you? No, yes, because there's nothing going on at Skechers. Right. And if they did a kind of a Nazi boot that could play in Middle America. So TD, yeah, you believe it is in Skechers' yes. best business, one hundred percent strategy. To create a Nazi to boot. To go Nazi boot. Huge. Respect. Yes. Because I don't know what else is going on over there. You know? I, I mean, Do you have time to join the strategy team of some of my competitors? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, listen. I, who are your competitors? Who are the people? Who are the people out there? Do you have enemies? Do you have people you want to crush? Is it like succession? Where you sit back here and you go, there's another marketing I think guy I, and I no. want him dead and I want his family I think, dead. I think that's where people have a real fucked up view of the world. The, the world is fundamentally abundant. There's yes. nobody that's taking any fans from you. Right. Like there's plenty of comedians. They're all over the streaming services. It's a renaissance for all you guys and gals. It's awesome. But I promise you, the seven to 10 people that are in the game that you look at, that you admire, that you think are good, that are bad, whatever, none of them are taking anything from you. No, and, and what, what Joe Rogan has done is kind of shown people that by sharing. Correct. Uh, and I believe by in doing all that stuff, you actually help each other, help yourself. So you're 100% right about I, that. I, look, do I want to win? Of course, I'm competitive. Right. I like to be as successful as I can be at the game that I'm playing. But like, as a Jets fan, yeah. when the Jets lose a football game and the game's over and they take their helmets off and they're giving love to the opponent, I hate that. Right. Because I'm pissed. Right. Because I'm a fan. Right. Fanatic. Yeah. And I want to fucking punch the TV because I'm like, fuck those guys, don't right. even take their hand. Right. But when I do it in real life, aka pitching for business and we lose it, like I'm not angry about that. I don't think anyone's taking anything from me. Yeah. And so like I don't I don't really have a feeling where I have negative feelings towards people. I want to win every time, but if not, cool. And I'm definitely not gonna be like Sally or Rick or pieces of shit because they want. Do you want- flip out on the staff ever? Do you give those meetings? Do you give those like? Uh, you know, like uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross meetings where it's like, always be closing. I think the concept of leading with fear is fucking asinine. Right. No, I do not do that. Okay. So you're more of like a, kind of like a, I don't know how, what you would say, but more of like a- Lover? A lover. Yeah. Okay. So you're not Logan Roy. You're not going in no. there and like, okay. Do you, what are you when, you, when you first started making money, what were the things- that you liked? Was it a nice car? Was it a watch? Was it, are you into stuff like that? Or was it just I don't just like, like stuff. Okay. I, I did like buying like custom Jets jerseys of like random players that nobody knew who the fuck they were. Okay. But that's like $90. Right. I don't really like to buy stuff. I do like vacations. I like spending time with my friends and family. Right. Like I love, I'm huge. That to me is humongous. I'd right. much rather spend on like paying for like, my family's flights or shit like that, that's the big luxury place for me. Right. So it's not things. I don't want things. It's experiences. I want the game. Right. Experiences, yes. 
you want the game. You like the game. You just like. I'm just curious how great of an entrepreneur am I? Is a question I'd like answered for myself before I die. That's a very interesting question. How great of an entrepreneur? Because since you were a little kid, you just love making making businesses, making money, making things happen. Yes. And you want to take that as far as you can take it. I'm genuinely curious of how great am I at the game of business. Right. On the flip side, in parallel, I love you know, I love the game so much that I want to give back to it. Back to Joe that you mentioned. Yeah. I'm a I really fuck with comedians. Yeah. I really do. And I'll tell you why. I love the following scenario. When I watch documentaries and I watch a lot of shit, I'm always collecting. I always love hearing all of you guys and gals talk about when you had a set at the Laugh Factory and a fucking OG came up to you and gave you daps. Yeah. I've always been very fascinated by that. Like just the concept of people at the top of the game loving their game so much that they're willing to give love for the kids that are on the come up. Yeah. And I do a ton of that in entrepreneur land. I want to leave a legacy that brings value to the other people trying to play this game too. How do people get jobs at Fan Your Media? Do that? How does it do you see someone doing something in life? Do you ever go you're at a restaurant and you see a guy who's just the best waiter. Yes. The best bartender. That, that's, that's, and you go, listen, dude, you that can was very, come That here. was very common at Vayner early on. It's less common now because right. I just haven't been out and about the last three years because of COVID and I'm not traveling right. as much. Right. And at this point, we're just getting bombarded with hundreds of applications a week. Right. Like these guys that are in the room right now, they all have a similar look to them. They have an, <laughs> it's an intensity that's terrifying. Yes. And you can tell it behind their eyes. There's yes. nothing. And you could just. And hear they're it. ready to kill you personally no, at any moment. They're ready to kill moment. anyone. And yes. there's, there's trees yes. just being chopped yes. down in their yes. heads. And, and, but there's something about that I think is good. Like I look at these people and I go, these are good people. How do you find them? I think it becomes momentum. Like a lot of it's word of mouth, a lot of it's random. Dustin. Get on the mic real quick and yeah, get please. close. How'd yeah. you get your job? Dustin, tell us. I applied like a regular person. And what happened? Got rejected. We could say, say it into the mic yes. just because <laughs> we want the people to yeah. know. Got applied. I applied twice. Got rejected both times. Um, then. You kidnapped Gary's children. It's smart. <laughs> it's a good. I wish it was that easy. But um, then the director at the time just hit, hit me up an email. Said, come in for an interview. I said, okay, cool. Had the interview. Gave me a homework assignment, did the homework assignments, never heard from him again. Then four months later, calls me out of the blue and was like, "Hey, you still interested in the job?" I said, "Yes, come in. Uh, let's. I mean, then we'll see. We'll go from there." And then just Sean went, went hard from then. Um, editing or well, I I applied twice. Yep. And then didn't hear back. Started popping off on TikTok a little bit. Then right. Yeah, well then I, I stopped because I was upset about a girl and I had a lull in my life and then May hit me up. She was like, hey, we love your stuff. Will you edit Gary's TikToks? So I wow. for two months. Be- 2020, peak COVID, I'm depressed as fuck. I just bombed an interview at an investment bank because I thought I had COVID, so I was going to die. So I'm just <laughs> depths of depression. Uh, I see your blog post about the post trade strategy. So I'm like, this looks interesting. Like, I like reading comments. I could do this. I literally just applied online. I think I had like 10 different interviews with like all the different teams, like Campbell, blah, blah, blah. Eventually ended up on BFF, met Team Gary, worked at the media. For Do you ever sit in the interview? Not anymore. Because you're intimidating. No, no. When you come in. 
No, I think I I, I do at the most my direct reports, the C suite and things of that nature. I the used C suite is the top. The top. This is the top. This is the top. You don't get to the C suite without competence. Yeah, confidence right. probably. Competence. You know. Oh, competence. Well, like I'm, they're, I'm they're, guessing okay. that you have competence. That's a good point. You know, the reality is hiring is guessing. Right. Like, I really go on my intuition. But, you know, it's funny you said early on the way we started this. I'm so confident in my intuition that that's why I think I do so well with people razzing me or making, like literally yeah. the first time I ever saw any of the stuff yeah. that you were saying, right. I had already been aware of some of your comedy and sure. then saw this some of the yeah. stuff. It was within a hundredth of a second. I'm like, this is a good dude. Right. It didn't right. even cross, like while all my friends were like, yo, we're gonna beat the fuck out of TV. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm like, he's a great dude. They're like, yeah. what? All right. Yeah. You know, the trees in the eyes like that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so for me, the same thing with hiring, comma, yeah. I've mishired so much in my fucking life right. that I know it's fucking guessing. It's guessing. It's fucking guessing. Right. Of course you get more experiences, you get the gray fucking hairs, no different than your sets are stronger today than 15 years ago. Yeah. But every fuck, I mean, I, I've made a couple hires in the last 18 months. Literally, I'm just laughing at how bad these people are right now. Yeah. What makes somebody great as uh, an employee or not, you know, somebody who's like, what makes somebody better in the business situation and what makes somebody worse? Like, is it somebody who's able in to our leave company, their stuff at the in, door? In our company, yeah. yeah, in our company, it's not being, it's not believing in cynicism and not being scared. Okay. Because we have unlimited doors. My doors open. Our people team is huge. Like, the way we do HR is fucking different. And like, if you're gonna bring cynicism of the places you worked in the past, it's gonna lead to politics and you're gonna lose. If you're willing to kind of let go and over communicate whatever's bothering you or things of that nature, you will crush. Yeah, when you're telling companies how to reach people, yes. what's the most important, you know, you know, they go, we wanna to get to consumers. Creative strategy per social media platform. Okay. Understanding, like for you, for example. Yeah. Back to your social. Yes. I would do a lot more on LinkedIn if I were you. I, you know what, this is brilliant because I've never thought about that. So I think a lot of your comedy is super thoughtful. Now, and I didn't even know I could do something on LinkedIn. Correct. Do you mean comedy or start like a healthcare fraud company on LinkedIn? Because <laughs> I'll do that. I know you will. Okay. <laughs> but I highly recommend you get thoughtful about taking some of your clips, yeah, clipping it for LinkedIn and writing copy that is a hair. Take like 10 miles off your fastball. Yeah. And I think you would fucking crush. That's very interesting. So it's it's creative strategy. It's understanding that a video on TikTok is gonna act different than a video on YouTube Shorts and a video on Twitter. It's you know, you'll really like this because yeah. this is there's no way to be a big time comedian without understanding this. Every platform is a different room. Right. Right? So like when you're touring the US, yes. you know, I know this about your comedy because I've as I've dug in as we've gotten friendly on text a little bit, I like am more curious and I'm yeah. always kind of rooting more. You get yeah. to know somebody. Your, your comedy is gonna be different in city by city. That's Country right. by country. Always different. So for me, same with the way I do public speaking and definitely the backbone of why I want on social. Like I understand the room that I'm in and for me it's, you're trying to get them to laugh and think. I'm trying to get them to think and do. Right. And so I think, that's where people are missing. They think, let me make a piece of content and I'm gonna blast it on all these platforms. I'm thinking, oh, I'm in TikTok tonight? Well, I'm in like Buffalo for 40 people. I have to give a, I have to give a Josh right. Allen joke. 
Right. Oh, I'm in Australia. Let me give a footy joke right. and a Cooper's beer, not a Budweiser. Yeah. And so contextual creative is the number, like out of this entire podcast, for all the people listening, this little part right here is the single thing that can make their career or their little business or their big business go further, understanding how to make content for the place you're fucking distributing it. Right. What do you think about the resurgence of NFTs. When does that happen? I have no idea. You have no idea. No, because now you're in the winter. We're the crypto. Winter. We are in crypto winter. This is the death. This is when the, this is this tough. is when B players get smoked out. B players. Yeah. Okay. The C and D and F players are literally already gone. They're dead. They're dead. B players are going to get the frostbite and get their toes cut How off. How bad has it gotten? What's a crypto punk going for now? Maybe the floor is like eight seventy eighty k. And it was five. Not horrible. Well, CryptoPunks is the one. Because that guy. That's going to be the one, I yeah. think. Like, you know, I can only talk about what I'm doing. That's the only one I'm sure of, including mine. If I die tomorrow, VFriends can't be what it was supposed to be. Right. From VFriends to World of Women to Bored Ape to all of them, yeah. it requires the operator to make it awesome over the next 20 years to justify the whole thing. You said every business is going to eventually have an NFT strategy. Of course. 100%. You said yeah, Web3. It, yeah. Is going. It's an inevitable thing. Correct. It's going to happen. Yes. Um. And you don't know when. Well, I think over the next decade or two that will be obvious. And here's what I mean by that: almost every, every like the amount of companies that have an app on the iPhone is remarkable. Right. There's like local pizza restaurants that have one location in Maine that have an app. Right. Not every single app is going to become TikTok and Instagram. Same with NFTs. The technology of NFT is gonna work for every business. But not every project is gonna be Bored Ape Yacht Club. Right. So it's technology, not about the collectability. When do you think the metaverse, because the metaverse, those things look horrible. Are you excited? On, some, re on he, some real shit, yeah. real shit. Because yeah. you're a smart dude. Sure. Are you excited about doing virtual events in 15 years? I kind of am, yes. I, I think you're gonna crush that. Yes, I, I, I'm I excited about that. And what are you, where are you gonna live full-time when you don't have to go anywhere? Well, What's right now, the, according to the IRS, I file in Dubai. Right. My taxes in Dubai. <laughs> and, I, and I have a mosque where I run most of my business through. No, but real talk. Yeah. What's your get? What's your yeah. absolute guess? Just for fun, so we can recall it and clip it and see yeah. how right you are. Okay. 16 years from now, yes. VR is at full scale. Yes. You don't have to go anywhere. Okay. You are gonna have a home base and you're gonna do 200 shows a year. Yeah. And you're not gonna fucking travel. Interesting. Where do you physically live? In the middle of the ocean. <laughs> in like a in like a pod, like a pirate, like a pod. What do you think about Austin, Texas? Everyone's saying it's the next thing. Everybody's going to Austin. Are you going to be left behind living in New Me? York like some loser? Look at this dump. Have you been to Austin? Have you seen it? They have a barbecue and lesbians. Don't you want to go there instead we have of barbecue. This? We have barbecues and lesbians in New yeah, York. Yeah, no, I know. But what, what do you say? Now, we all know Austin's a dump and the people who are moving there are insane. But what do you think about it? Where do you stand on it? Are you with them or are you against them? I'm with everyone. You're with everybody. You can't because then you're of with no one. Of course you can you can't be with everyone, of course Gary. Not. I'm, I'm, Would you I'm playing ever live in Austin, Texas? 100% no. Never? Never. And now why? Because I'll never leave New York. Okay. I would never live in LA. Right. I would never live in Detroit. I would love, never live in Florida. What I do would, you think it is about New York for you specifically? The New York Jets. 
Is that it? Yes. Is that true? Yes. That's this is so. I insane. need to be. Thank God you do this because you really could have been a killer. You could have killed. <laughs> you really could have. Like as I sit here to this interview, it's like thank God you were an entrepreneur because there there's another version of you that's just killing wanted. people. I just you love the Jets. I love the Jets. See, the, I it's funny to me because I used to be a tour guide on a double decker bus before I had any money doing comedy. Yep. And there was one guy named Bernie who was this guy. He was this <laughs> older guy, and he never. He was always like, I don't have any money. I live in the Bronx. It's horrible. And I go, why don't you move? You know, they have tour buses other places. Yankees. And he sw- I swear to God, he went, I like the Yankees. And I'm like, <laughs> it's insane. It was the only other time you yeah. heard somebody yeah, this insane. It was insane. the only other time yeah. I heard it here in this Colossus, yeah. you know, huge building. <laughs> and then Bernie, the tour guide, who's probably I, God rest his soul, I, I imagine he's dead. Bernie, I hope you're alive. If you are, please hit us up. DM yeah. us. Yeah. Um, I, this is the place, man. It's obviously the Jets, but like, this is the place. Where else? Why? Right. Like it's got everything. There's so many people. I love people. It's got yeah. so many people. It's always crowded. Yeah. It's always a lot. But Austin has tacos that you can eat in the morning. They call them breakfast tacos. <sighs> we have those it's too. It's a big thing. There's there. nothing anybody has yeah. that we don't have. Well, okay. <laughs> if you say so, no, of course I know that you're correct. I mean, that's I'm a, it's the I'm greatest. Here, I moved to LA because yeah, you know, because you're where, an entertainment. Whore. That's where the devil. Yeah, is. that's where you want to be. And in my business, you have to get as close as you can to the devil before he eats your soul <laughs> and then spits you out. Now that's kind of what our business is. That's yeah. what the entertainment. And business did you is. always want to do it? Uh, meet the devil? No. Did I? Yeah. When I was a little kid, I was funny, and uh, my parents. You know, I lived a kind of crazy life. And it was, uh, I did drugs early and I was uh, precocious and I liked adults. I liked hearing mm. adult conversations when I was a kid. I liked mm-hmm. people that were sarcastic and mm. rude and cynical and all the things that you became funny. I liked people that were like, smoke cigarettes outside and were like, fuck this. And you, I you were drawn was, to it. I was drawn to it. I always thought that was kind of funny. Like the guy at the dinner yep. who would say, you know, oh, you know, like I just remember like, Hearing like when I was a little kid, like, uh, you know, my, my mother's friend was outside the house and like, I think she was like smoking a cigarette and she was like, oh, she was talking about somebody. She's like, total piece of shit. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I want to do that for a living. Like, it was just funny. There was something funny and free. Yeah. About uh, the way people chose to look at the world because there is so much horror and yes. there is so much sadness. Yes, and like you said, I, I'm not a communist, so I know you'll never alleviate all of it. Yep. like all the utopians go, we can alleviate all of it. You Can't. won't. So the reality is, you do get to a point where you go, if you can look at and frame things in a funny way. Yeah, you're talking about perspective. Yeah, perspective. I I absolutely believe it's funny we got here. I'm, I would have been really pissed if we didn't touch on this exact thing. Yeah, I think it's the whole game. Yeah. I actually think. You and I are the same. I mean, that's crazy. Let me explain. I mean, it could be true. I actually think this is why we have a nice kinship. I think Sam Bankman Freed and me are the same. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm telling you, I think this is why we have a little bit of a kinship. Yes. I think the way you just framed that is exactly yeah. how I live my life. Right. Which is you do it from a framework of, and that's why I touched on it earlier, of like, hey, it's heavy. Let's decide to look at it like this and smile about it a little bit and maybe think a little bit and it might lead to something. Yes. And I genuinely think the same thing. Like yeah. literally everything I believe in is like, okay, and now what? Yeah. Everything is, and now what? Should I come out with a line of V friend? Should I have like racist rhino? Where it's like a rhino who's just like a product of his time. <laughs> he's a product of his time. He's not, he, he's no, it's he's just not 1957. Mal- he's not malicious. He it was just, 1957. He just doesn't know what he doesn't know. Yeah, I mean, 
Um, do you tend to view the future of technology with all? Po- you have very rose-colored glasses, which I, I like. Don't think so, but you I think, think I'm practical. There are some dark things coming with the tech. Right? There's, you know, I love when people are like tech fucked everything up. I'm like, well, I was like, up. do you remember Hitler? Like, yes. like, like, do you remember? Imagine Hitler now. Yeah, what about him? It'd be probably worse. Would man. it? Or, or would if or, or would if he not gotten that far That's globally? That's a great point. Like, I would argue that there's no shot he got that far because right. the information would have flowed too fast. What do you think about do you, if if Hitler? Yeah, is on Twitter. Do you kick him off? Man, that's fucking hard. It's a, it's it's a, a crazy honestly, question. I feel Hitler re- on Twitter. You know, like it's a great film too. I, if anyone I, wants to make <laughs> that, I think I think the biggest elephant in the room on that is: Does the government want to regulate tech companies or not? Because people asking tech companies to make subjective calls is fucking impossible. Right. It's hard. It's very difficult. I think that's a very tough thing. As a comic too, I think it's specifically hard for uh people that are you know you know you know that engage in things like satire sarcasm yeah i think engage in like things that you know are tougher to read on social media because you don't hear my voice you know it's not a live show you're not you know so your your irony all these things kind of can get lost the the lucky thing is that i actually believe Back to my rosy colored glasses, I do think that people understand intent. I would argue that what's really hurting a lot of people who are very quick to cancel is that they're completely tone deaf to intent, thus rendering it very difficult to have it be palpable to human beings. Right. When you're just like, fuck that person, you're like, it's so fucking clear that that person is tongue in cheeking this. And so like, that's where people really struggle when we take away intent and context from the conversation. That's why we're challenged right now. How much do you travel for your job? Are you all over the place? I mean, before COVID, all over the place. Yeah. We have offices in London and Singapore and LA and Mexico City. Have you slowed down? Yes. Will you ever slow down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm simple, bro. Yeah. I'm fucking simple. Like, I'm high energy and I'm pumped and I'm excited and passionate, but like, none of this shit fucking matters. Right. Like, honestly. Right. Like, like back to the how this fucking show started. Why are you not upset? Because I don't think I mean anything. Right. People are fucking confused out well, here. Well, you know what's important. Your family. The end. Fr- right, exactly. Like, fucking, right. like, what the fuck? Like, the reason people get upset is because they think they're somebody. And right. I tell people, like, did you see what happened to Prince? Prince really fucking culturally meant something. Right. Poor guy passes. Yeah. We fucking are all hurt. We give him 24 hours of flowers. And then a week later, the world's spinning. Right. Everyone's walking around getting offended as if they mean something. If you're, if you, uh, a guy like Trump, right? Yeah. His company's had some interesting things. Yes. What's your advice to the Trump brand? What does the Trump brand do right now? How do they turn it around? I, I don't, you know, that's so complicated. I, it, it is, but because you're my, the guy to tell them. The, the and open, maybe some of ready? them listen. Yes. The opening question I ask everybody is, "What would you like to accomplish?" They want to uh, keep having money and get the feds <laughs> off their back. <laughs> I, I think that ship has yeah. sailed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that goes back. Like every time somebody comes into this office, I'm like, "What would you like to happen?" Yeah. And I always tell them, like, good marketing just speeds up everyone finding out the truth about your product. Right. 
back to when you said social media, right? Like everyone's like, social media. I'm like, social media exposes. It speeds up the exposure of. Interesting. It doesn't change. Everyone's like, it's doing all this shit. The algorithm, the algorithm is responding to you. They want to sell ads. Right. They want to fucking sell ads. Right. No different than Seinfeld. You know why Seinfeld got paid a fucking fortune by NBC? They sold ads. They sold fucking ads. Right. If you're looking at cars all day long and searching cars, you're going to see fucking cars in your content. Right. Like everyone, like they love, people love this, people love this idea of a Wizard of Oz. Mark Zuckerberg is not sitting at fucking home being like, oh, Ricky Thompson, the 16 year old, I'm gonna send him some poison now. Right. It's so fucking delusional. Right. How, right. You know what you should start talking more about that will land? Yes. Instead of people blaming platforms, why don't we start having a more modern conversation about parenting? I believe, by the way, 100%. I'm with you there. Let's go, my man. Let's team. Maybe we should go on a tour. Yes. And you talk and I, about parenting. And just fucking talk about But there this. are good parents. There's unlimited good parents. Caitlyn Jenner and the other one. <laughs> because what they did <laughs> was they, what's what's her name? Uh, Chris. Because what they did, Chris and Caitlyn, um, is they made their family <laughs> a into a multi-billion dollar business that's cheapened and destroyed uh, and hastened the demise of uh, Earth. That's good. And I think as parents, that's good. You know what's interesting about that? I think it's that? good that 13 year olds get plastic I've, surgery. They I've, look nicer. I've got a hot take for you on that one. Yes. A counter take. Yes. It's insane how much those siblings love each other. I. I how about that? If, how about a curveball? If all of my siblings were billionaires, do you know how much I'd love them? <laughs> do you have any idea how much I love them? If our love was no commodified, I'm incredibly, I would love I'm incredibly impressed about that but family. I'm impressed on that by front. Kim. I've said she should be I the s- governor of California. I think she's a hard worker. Will you be a governor? I think so. I might run for something. Yeah, you it, might. It, you're it going might, to. It might. You see we it, right? Should. You agree? I, we should. I should do it. I can't be president, so I'm out. Well, you could help me. I would help you. And we could figure out a way to do it. I think I'm telling you right I, I now. I thought the other day, maybe I should run for something. I'm telling you right if now. if I don't win, it'd be a great thing. No different than you texted me and said, hey, social yeah. media's dead. Do you want to do the show? And boom, yeah. was I there? You were here. I fucking changed my plans. Got here today to do it. I appreciate it. In nine years, when you text me and be like, yo, yeah. I want to be the governor of Kansas. Yeah. I will be right there. Why do we and have to we Kansas? Will... We have to start a Kansas? Yeah, I want you in Carrie. Kansas. I want you in Kansas. That's horrible. Why? Because it's rough out there. But then you could kind of do what you want. You no, Kansas just, is awesome. You could kill. Kansas is awesome. You don't think Kansas is awesome? Kansas would make me live in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. What do you think's going on with Miami? All right, hold on. I just got to make sure. Okay, okay, yeah, go ahead. Miami. I like it down there. It's warm. Coke Paradise. The future of crypto. The crypto hub. What's it going to be? A lot of tech people moving My down favorite there? thing about Miami is that all my, New, all my New York buddies who moved down there yeah. and claimed that they were going to be there post-COVID yeah. are back. Are back, and I won a lot of side bets with all of them. That's interesting. Their delusion yeah. that they were actually going to be entertained enough and stimulated enough to actually live there full-time was so funny to me that they didn't understand that one day COVID would be over and you actually would have New York back to New York. Right. And I, I was fascinated by people's delusion on that. Yeah. Miami's well, a great place to visit. And that's Austin. It's all of them, right? That's just a great... They're actually, listen, Austin, Miami, these are great cities, they but are. compared to fucking New York... You can't. It's like dog shit. What do you think of LA? You think it's a dump? I don't love LA, right. but, but 
I love, I mean, I like, again, if, let me take a big step back. Every place besides Boston, because they have the Patriots, is lovely. Okay. None of them are even in the fucking stratosphere of New York City. Right. So None of them are. It's the greatest really city in the world. It really is, It's the greatest actually. city in the world. So I'm always going to be New Yorked out when I say that, yeah. but all these places are awesome. Now, are you a guy that before he goes to bed every night, house of card style, puts on a hoodie and just throws someone in front of a train? No. Just to sleep at night? Just because nope. it's, do you get off on that kind of energy? Do you sleep easy? Sometimes. I sleep like a, I literally am out like a light. Yeah. Don't wake up at all. Occasionally, once in a blue moon, need yeah. to drink water. Okay. Never have to piss. Straight eight hours, seven hours. Yeah, out. No one stress. La- one last piece of advice. Because by yes. the way, I do. I want to thank you for doing this. I, course, I really brother. appreciate it. Happy to do it. One last piece of advice for all of the people right now that have an idea that they really believe in, yeah. and it hasn't worked. And it hasn't worked yet? It hasn't worked. Understand that one, there's a couple things. One, it might be timing. You just might be too early yeah. or too late. Timing's right. a real thing. Two, you might not be good at executing your idea and it might be a good idea to bring a partner in to help you do it. Okay. Right? Like, like it's okay. 50% of something meaningful is a fuckload better than 100% of nothing. Right. And so I think humility is like a huge, huge factor in all this. Yeah. And so if it hasn't happened yet, timing, maybe you need more patience, or look yourself in the mirror and be like, hey, I'm good at the idea, but I can't fucking make it come true. Let me go find somebody that can. Sam Bankman Fried, if you're listening, I want you to say that to yourself <laughs> in the mirror right now because me and Gary Vanderchuk support you and love you, and we want you back. We want you back as soon as possible. And to, to, because it's a great idea, whatever it was, <laughs> the crypto exchange, and just come back. We love you. Gary, thank you. Thank you, brother. Good I luck. I appreciate it. Thank you so Take much. Take care, my man. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. That was fun. It was, it was fun. a blast. Okay, good. That was fun. It was fun. It's a lot of great shit.